that was the entire KKK website. The text was all warped around images of clan members. Basically, they segregated the images of white people from the text, which was black. It was a real clusterfuck. And that's the only time I can swear, right? Okay, thank you. Okay, seriously, what is the deal with hate groups and shitty sex, sh shitty graphic design? Like, you never see someone who's openly racist and also good at art. My favorite thing in the world is when some racist dude or neo-Nazi spray paints in swastika, but it's all wrong. Like, the lines are messed up and at the wrong angle, like an octopus had sex with a multiplication sign. I guess they like Hitler so much that they also want to be bad at uh, art. But I'm not here to critique their, like, crappy web design. I'm just there to set up, sign up. You know, it's 2008. It's not like they had Squarespace or anything. Like, uh, this racism was brought to you by Squarespace. Use code white supremacy for 15% off. So I find the requirements to join, and I'm thinking, do I have to audition or something to get in? I mean, I can wiggle my ears, and I'm seven years old, so I can play a useless piece of shit, which I think the KKK is very familiar with playing. But I read the requirements, and it's just two sentences. It says, the first one says, we, we are here for the white race, blah 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 and the next one says in big bold letters no jews no catholics no blacks no mexicans and no asians and i was offended i mean it was racist but that wasn't really it it's because i'm an american in america we're free to make choices now did i want to join the kkk no but did i want the option to join the kkk you can bet your star-spangled ass that i did and honestly, not taking people's money who aren't white Protestants is a pretty shit business strategy. Just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I can't contribute to your cause. For instance, I'm pretty good with coming up with taglines, which the KKK really needs a new one. Their current slogan is, we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. And that's boring as shit. Here's a better one. The Ku Klux Klan. We, why be wrong when you see why? I no longer want to be a white supremacist, now I actually want to be a comedian, which my parents might actually be worse. But I log up the computer, it takes uh, 15 minutes to close because I'm using Windows XP. Then I hear my dad. He goes up to me and he asks, how was the soccer game? And I tell him, it was okay, KK. Thank you, I'm Jeffrey. Yay! <laughs> yay! Jeffrey Chen, yay! What a, what, a, what a beautiful monologue you had. I can't wait till you memorize it. Yay! No, it really is. You're very funny. And that was really good writing. It was a really good piece of writing. Really good political satire. I enjoyed it very much. And you should send it in to Stephen Colbert or something. Does he still do shows? I don't know how that works. But I enjoyed that very much. Yay! I, have a, I didn't wear my jacket tonight that says F Trump on it, but I like to wear that sometimes too. Your next comedian, he's another young man. I'm so glad he's here. He's pretty new as well. Put your hands together, everybody, for Donald Toggart. Yay! There's condoms and stuff. Yay, Donald. Is this right? Okay. Here we go. All right. My name's Donald, I'm 18, and uh, I'm working on improving myself. Can you hear me now? Okay, thank you. So yeah, my name's Donald Taggart, I'm 18, and I'm working on improving myself, so there's a lot of work to be done. Um, one of the little things I've done is uh, I set up my Instagram to alert me when I've been on the app for at least 15 minutes that day. So now I get a friendly reminder that I'm wasting my life away whenever it's 12.15 a.m. in the morning. And uh, the other problem with staring at my phone screen late at night is that I don't have my eyes on the road. 
It's probably wrong for me to make that joke because uh, my parents actually passed away in a car accident when I was six. Um, they were both drunk and to be honest it was their fault considering they made me the designated driver. But uh, don't worry, they're not dead. Uh, I got them home safely. Um, but it's interesting though that video games are the only ones blamed for having a bad influence on teens. Because I think... No worries. Because I think uh, Mario Kart actually affected my ability to drive. Um, one time, in real life, I was shooting down an alley as a shortcut, and I saw a cardboard box in the middle of that alley, and I was like, oh, I'll run it over, because in, like, Mario Kart, that's how you get the power-ups. And, um, inside that cardboard box, there wasn't any, um, mushrooms, or there wasn't any turtle shells, but there was a homeless woman living inside. Um, so the police showed up, and, uh, they seemed mad, so they asked if I killed the woman living in the box, and, um... I told them, well, I don't think she's living in there anymore, but they asked if I killed this homeless woman in her home, which that statement doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but the whole situation seemed kind of suspicious, and they asked uh, why I was driving down an alley that late at night, so I told them the honest truth, and I said I was looking for mushrooms. Um, they seemed concerned, so they said, uh, the hallucinogenic ones, and I was like, no, 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 no. The big red ones with the eyes that make you go faster. And then they arrested me, so. On a different note, I wanted to tell my crush that I liked them, but I didn't want to come out of the closet at the time because I didn't want her to find out that I snuck into her room. Thank you. Yeah. I'm actually straight, and my type tends to be sporty old bitches. But that's not pedophilia, because in dog years they're 28. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I hope everyone's doing well, but probably not, considering this is mostly people doing stand-up. A good half of us probably have some serious mental issues. Um, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Um, because if you're doing stand-up, you're probably trying to cope with something. A comedian without mental health issues is kind of like a sex worker who has had a good home life. Um, I have good coping skills for when I'm sad, though. I've noticed when I'm sad, exercise really helps. Whenever I feel distressed, I go jump on a trampoline. I actually found a really good one right under the Golden Gate Bridge. And, um, I don't know. It's cute. Oh, yeah. My therapists, they're great, though. But sometimes I feel like they ask me questions that they should already know the answers to. Mine asked, uh, Donald, how hard is it for you to find uh, someone to have a conversation with? And I told them and reminded them that I have to pay them $60 an hour. And they also asked if I was dealing with any relentless nagging thoughts. And I said, yeah, my girlfriend. And they didn't really think that was an appropriate thing to say during couples therapy. And apparently neither did my ex. Alright, so all my material has been pretty depressing and edgy so far, so I'm going to lighten it up a bit. Now? Yep. Oh yeah, I heard it, yeah. What is white, black, and red all over? A truck mowing through a BLM protest? This is dark. Thank you. Donald Tugger, yay!
the microphone as you put it up next to your mouth. Yay! No, it's okay. You're new. You're super new. You'll learn all of these things very soon. One of them is everyone has to hear you to hear your beautiful, wonderful writing. Because I know there were jokes in there because I could tell that you wrote them because you were reading it off your phone. So that's how I could tell. I'm not, I'm just making fun of you a little, but it's okay. No, I, <laughs> Joke Workshop is on Monday. It's at six o'clock and um, you get to learn all of these things. And then we're, we give four minutes and you get four minutes of comments by your comedian peers and stuff. And it's funny, you're cracking up. Cause it's, but it's true though, but it's hard to do, they're 18. It's the first time they've ever used a microphone. Not everybody has a microphone tattooed on their arm. You know what, you wanna know the best, you wanna know the best thing, you'll never be able to do it again. But karaoke is the best way to pack practice comedy. You ever wanna learn how to use a microphone? Learn how to sing into it. Problem is we can't do karaoke anymore because we're not allowed to use, bah, you can't, we're not allowed. Even if you bring your own microphone, I'm like, can we sit, can I get in a glass room and sing karaoke so I can feel good about myself? Because this comedy thing isn't doing it. It is, it's doing it just fine. Uh, your last comedian of the open mic before we get in, I hope you all stay for the for the seven o'clock show, which would be great. There's a donation bucket over here too, because boy, do I need money. <laughs> uh, being a socialist, I'm a socialist living in a capitalist economy. Man, did I love that unemployment stuff. God bless California. Without the unemployment that I finally am gonna be getting, this place would have died. So thank you, California, yay! I've lived here my whole life and you're helping me. I love the sun and the sky. I will never move to Canada, I promise. I'm not gonna gentrify that nation. All right, you're a last comedian of the open mic. Put your hands together. It's Brady, yay! Condoms are back there. He's familiar with condoms. <laughs> so thirsty right oh yeah oh oh my god that's so hot it's so exciting hi everybody can you hear me now is it clear hi um my name is brady as you know um there seems to be a lot of discussion today about age um you know young or old i happen to be old now it's very exciting um i just turned 50 Yes, I did, you know, and this bitch has survived AIDS and COVID so far, so let's keep this going. <laughs> um, and so, you know, like I, you know, I've been around for a long time, and I happened to grow up in the 70s, and some of you may not remember the 70s, but I do vividly. And with a name like Brady, which is pretty special, it sounds kind of rare now, but it's even better then, because that's when we had the show called The Brady Bunch. Yes. Do you remember that? Anybody remember that show? Okay, and you know how nice kids are on the playground? You know how they are? How sweet they can be? So they follow me around the playground all the time. Hey, Brady, tell me what on the Brady Bunch today, Brady. What happened today? And for months this went on. I'm like eight. I don't know what the fuck's going on. What's going on? And so I turned around and said, so do you really want to know? And they're like, yeah, tell me. I said, okay. And I told them how Alice liked her meat. What was going on with Mike and Greg in the Johnny Bravo Lounge? And what really went down in the doghouse with Kitty Carriol, Tiger, and Cindy. I made a lot of friends that year. A lot of friends. Um, and moving to now, like, I keep thinking about, like, we're, be we're being uh, pushed away from each other. Like, we find, like, there's nothing in common. Like, I keep thinking to my to straight guys, they're like, you know, you faggot, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. We have nothing in common. We, we have nothing in common. You're just some kind of fact. Like, 
Gentlemen, I know we, we have all one thing in common. And if, if I'm not right, it's we all like to put it in something, don't we, gentlemen? <laughs> right? Isn't that what we all love to do, every single guy? So think about that. Every guy you're looking at wants to stick it in something. All right? And we all have the same thing. We're like, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, my God. Where did I put it? Where was it? What did I stick it in? Is that guacamole? <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. What did I bring home? Is it a disease? Have to go and now we know we have to get tested, right? But the other thing that brings us together is like the COVID sex things. Now we all have to use glory holes. <laughs> now we all have to take it from behind. Right? Have you see? No, seriously. In New York, right? The COVID is the great equalizer. Right? We now have, we all have to sex behind doors, behind plexiglass. If we survive AIDS, we're used to that. Right? But now we're like, yeah. Um, what else do I have here? Da, da, da. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all I have right now. Okay. Thank you. No honks. Brady with a hot three, yes! Brady is, is one of the COVID prodigies. He came here because he was like, I don't know what to do with my life, and we were doing outdoor shows, and he's like, I could do this. I think I was built for this. And I was like, yes, you are! And now he just did a hot three. So clap it up again for Brady, yay! I have pictures from you last week, or the week before, and they're super cute, but we're not friends on Facebook or whatever, which is weird. Oh, we have to fix that. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing we have to fix is I'm going to put some lights up for uh, the show show. There's uh, a bucket here if you want to donate. That's super awesome. And we're going to start the show show in a few minutes. Uh, this was an open mic, and that's so great. And thank you all for coming because I usually book the show show based on who comes to the open mic and all that stuff. But we have more open mics at Mutiny Radio. We have Mondays, like I said, Joke Workshop. Please come out for that. Tomorrow we have a special show at 6 o'clock. It's a silly little birthday show for me. Yay. Um, but we're going to hang out for a couple minutes, stick around, and we're going to be back with more comedy here on Mutiny Radio. Yay. Yay. Maybe like if you focus it a little bit more this direction. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so lights are good.
We're adding comedy here in a little bit, guys. You want to drop off your laundry and come back. Do comedy here.
Hey, someone just stole my phone, so if anybody can call my phone, 760-716-3865, and please ask them to bring my phone back because I really need that phone. Whoever just stole my phone, please bring it back. 760-716-3865. just became a fundraiser. Wow, that sucks. That sucks so much. That's like so much suck. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. I just, the phone is my, (sighs) hey, my phone was just stolen. Everybody call it seven, six, it's a Samsung that someone gave me, and it's it's a dumb phone. It doesn't actually connect to anything, and there's nothing on it. It's such a loss for whoever took it because it doesn't even have a plan. I'm on a Go phone with AT&T, and <sighs> yeah, they turned it off right away. They stole my phone. I am so dumb. I am so, so dumb. Okay. I can't even tell jokes. I'm sorry. I'm just like super, bu- it's, it's fine. It's karma. Like all these great things just happen to me. Like, yay, we got a permit so we can be out here f- legally with these chairs. Yay, that's really great. Yay. It's my birthday tomorrow. Yay, someone just stole my phone for my birthday. Thank you. That's really cool. I turned 46. There's nothing on the phone. I'm a socialist. I'm on food stamps. I've been keeping this place alive and no one knows how. I know, I work really hard and you just stole my phone, bro. Why did you do that? It sucks. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry, I can't be happy. Someone just stole my phone just to just now. I can't time you guys. I'm going to do my best timing you. Uh, <laughs> but I have to guess on time now. It doesn't matter. I don't need a phone. No one ever calls me anyways. Th- I mean, my phone was stolen not too long ago anyway, and I just didn't put any numbers in. I was just waiting for people to call me, and guess what I realized? I only have 10 friends. Ha <laughs> None of them are my mom. <laughs> Actually, that's perfect, because they just stole a bunch of pictures that it's fine. There's nothing on that phone of any value. They're never going to figure out my password. It's such a loss for them. Whatever. It is. It was just mean. It was just mean. It's just stupid of me to just leave. Okay. Your first comedian of the night's going to make you laugh. Hopefully it makes me laugh because I'm going to be a bad mood until someone makes me laugh because someone just stole my phone and I'm not allowed to swear outside. Put your hands together for your first comedian, Steven Steiner. Yeah. Well, this isn't a better way to start a show, isn't it? Um, I'm going to turn on my own timer just to keep it. Pam, we're doing 8 to 10, right? I don't have a phone. I can't time anyone. I the minute I stop laughing is the minute I take you off stage. All right. Cool. I have no timer. I don't know. I can start one. How much time do you want me to go? 8 to 10? 
All right, I got a timer. Okay, uh, so trying to fix the world's problems and get people to laugh, I think the solution is to just make everybody skip. Yeah, have you ever tried to be mad while skipping down the street? Okay, maybe you should try that. Just start skipping and see if you can not be mad. Um, all right, well, that joke didn't work. That was the first joke I ever wrote when I was like 15 and thought it was really funny. I just wanted to see if it would work in front of a live stage, and I know not to do that one again. So thank you for that uh, confirmation. Uh, going into it, though, I started going to therapy recently. Anybody else? Yeah, did your magic eight ball stop working, too? Yeah. I started to go to therapy to get answers, and I just got way more questions. Why are you here? What brings you in? Why do you think you're here? What do you think that started for? It's like, I don't know. That's why I'm here, not to be interrogated, but to try to get some answers. Uh, this is my rant, apparently, and you guys are listening to it. Um, but it turns out I'm suffering from YBS. Gross. I don't know what you're thinking. That's younger brother syndrome. Yeah. Turns out I'm a victim of my sister's role plays. Again, you're gross. I don't know what you're thinking, but the antics that were fun when we were kids don't work the same way now that we're 30. Steven, let's have a tea party. Uh, these are shot glasses, not teacups anymore. Pam, you doing okay? Yeah, all right, I'll check in occasionally. We're doing okay on time. Uh, yeah, we're good. All right, um, continuing to go with that trend, baking with my sister at 30 years old doesn't involve an easy bake oven anymore. Yeah, now baking with an older sister is when she disappears for a while and I'm left in the kitchen making cookies alone. I think there's a munchies joke in there somewhere. Is everybody just down because of Pam's phone? This is like, <laughs> I mean, I feel it. I'm going to try to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. All right. Uh, I'm excited that I'm finally outside seeing people again. Yeah, it's nice to see that people still have legs. Yeah, we can clap for that. That's cool. Yeah, six months worth of doing stand-up comedy at a Zoom box. I felt like I was just in a zoo. What's he going to do next? Yeah, now it's like a, a petting zoo because we can actually somewhat be in contact but not. It's cool. I'll keep my distance. Some of you laughed. That was good. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's cool. Um, other good news, I moved in with a woman recently. Yeah, my mom. Uh, yeah, moving and vacuums have a lot in common. They both suck. Yeah, Pam laughed. Yes, I think that's, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. That was a giggle. It was good. We can get a belly laugh maybe. Because uh, I found out that moving has kind of an upward roller coaster in it to where like, you feel really good about yourself when you when you start packing like 20 boxes and then you turn around and it looks like you did nothing at all, right? It's just like, well, I don't know. And then you keep packing, you keep packing, you're like, yes, we're going to move and all of your stuff gets to your new place and then you have to unpack? <laughs> Screw that. I have a really nice couch now just made of filled boxes. Ikea's got nothing on that furniture. Yeah. I have a TV stand in a stand box. Yeah. I don't know where the TV is, but it's in one of those boxes. That's what moving's like. Moving, And it's one of those things to where it's like, I could either try to find it, but I felt like I was a magician hiding stuff from myself. 
Um, so I just go buy it anyway. I don't know. It's it's a it's a scavenger hunt game that I've made for myself apparently. Uh, but now I have so many cardboard boxes that I just feel like I'm at a sporting event, surrounded by cardboard cutouts. A few of you are liking this. All right, try to be looked at by a bunch of weird strangers in your room that are two-dimensional. At least doing a Zoom show, they respond. Uh, but professional sports teams are pumping their own sound noise. That's how I get laughs at all my jokes. <laughs> I got a laugh track that just gives me something to practice against. It's cool. Um, but I've noticed that my sporting career has a lot in common with my dating life. Yeah, getting on base is a struggle. Somebody got that one. Uh, I can hit a home run, but that costs $400 in the tenderloin, and I don't got money for that. Ouch. How are we doing, Pam? <laughs> that was a smile. We're trying. We're trying. Uh, by the way, if you don't have cash, you can Venmo uh, Mutiny Radio also to contribute to Pam's phone and keeping the lights on fund. That, that was not supposed to be a joke, but I'm glad it made you laugh. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so you can do that. So, yeah, I'll just keep plugging and checking in to make sure we're doing okay. Um, I'm at, like, five and a half minutes, so this is what torturing feels like when only three people are laughing at your jokes. But I'm going to keep going because I was told eight minutes. Uh, this is That's what Pam laughs at again. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm just going to keep making shit up as I go. Uh, Pam says that this is a clean comedy show. So I showered. <laughs> yeah. I got claps on that one. Hygiene gets the claps. All right, let's keep making jokes about being clean. Uh, a dirty joke, though. This is one that my grandpa used to tell me. Yeah, a guy fell in the mud. Clean joke version is that he also showered. Yeah, you're welcome. This is, this is making it up as we go, folks. Uh, do you guys want some dad jokes? That got Pam to laugh last week. Pam likes the dad jokes. You want some dad jokes? Yeah. yeah, dad jokes. Commas. They give me pause. I'm just trying to be punctual. Just trying to be punctual, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I solved a puzzle last week. Not to brag, but it said three to four years on the box. Hey, I got a chuckle. I got a chuckle. Um, I, I should stop with the dad jokes, though, because. Uh, I don't have kids yet, and that's just a faux pas. Uh, yeah, it's getting cornier. It's cool. It's fun. Um, all right. I think I'm going to end it with that. We got some laughs out of Pam. Please, please, please help us out. I know, Pam, you're getting some of your the, the money finally to help keep the lights on with this place. Mutiny Radio on Venmo if you don't have cash. And uh, enjoy your night. Thank you so much for coming out. Steven Steiner, everyone. He's the dad I always wanted. <laughs> With the no, it's cool. Like he, I think you've given me money. That's really supportive. Thank you. <laughs> my dad, my dad is actually super Republican, like super Republican, and he sends me these terrible Republican memes all the time. And I don't know if he's doing it because he has an awesome sense of humor, or if because he really hates me. Um, <laughs> When he raised me, he used to call me his little commie pinko liberal. And I was like, look what you did. <laughs> Do you see words have power, dad? Anyway, my phone was stolen. <sighs> so if I don't call you back or you text me, 
honestly, if I think this is, I've never wanted a phone anyway. Here's the thing, I accidentally left my phone here for 24 hours and no one texted me, so it doesn't matter. I can talk to people on Messenger. I didn't need the phone. I never wanted a smartphone anyway. Someone gave me the smartphone. I had a dumb phone. I had a dumb phone and someone stole my dumb phone. Who would do that, right? And that happened before. Someone stole my dumb phone, but you know what? I got it back for $20 and a little bit of weed. We met at a Pete's Coffee downtown because he was like, I don't want your dumb phone. And I was like, I know, nobody wants it. It's an AT&T Go phone, you dumb Fs. Like, it's nothing. You stole nothing. Except it was everything to me. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's like the fourth time that's happened. When they steal my bag, and I'm like, ah, there was, there was $2.50 in there. And my fourth draft of my master's thesis. Ha <laughs> That little thumb drive that you threw in the garbage! The, la the last bag that was stolen from me, actually the worst thing out of the bag that was stolen, A, rocks from Greece. B, two of my best Magic the Gathering decks. Ah! Ah! They stole, they stole my poet deck. It was so good, it was all one one penners. And they all just flew in and I, and then I had all these life-giving things and I'm at 52 and you're at four and you're like, what's happening in this? I'm like, it's just a poetry reading. We're all just having a fun time. No one plays Magic the Gathering, just me. I'm just lamenting the things that people steal from me that have no value to them that they throw in a garbage can. They have all the value to me. I love uh, my rocks from Greece. Gone. Lamenting my son. Your next comedian, he plays songs and he's going to be He's a really lovely human being. I'm going to let you get set up as I preface you with this. He has some song parodies he does. I used to do karaoke and I used to sing a little song called Isn't It Ironic by Alanis Morissette but I did it in a comedic way because I did it in the style of James Hetfield. Isn't it ironic? Uh, don't you think, Paul? A little too ironic. Uh, I really do think. It's like rayon on your wedding day. Huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> I do the whole song though. It's really funny. I really miss karaoke. He's got a buzz going. Already, and that's what's gonna make him so good. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kahn! Yay! Woo woo! What's up, San Francisco? How are y'all doing tonight, guys? Hey, give yourself another round of applause just for being here, okay? Yeah! Give yourself a round of applause, all of us. Nobody saw who stole Pam's phone. We are all terrible people. We are all going to hell now. Okay. So Pam just did her James Hetfield impression. Uh, I have a Metallica-oriented impression I'd like to do for you. I'll show you my beautiful prize-winning face when I do. Uh, so this is what it would sound like if David Bowie were to sing Metallica, okay? David Bowie singing Metallica, here goes. So close, no matter how far. Could it be much more from the heart? Forever trust in what we are? Oh yeah! And nothing else matters! To bitch. <laughs> David Bowie playing Metallica, everybody, right? <laughs> but what if Metallica were to play David Bowie? That would sound like this. Ch -ch -ch changes turn and face the strain. 
gonna be a better man. Time may change me, but I can't change time. Ch -ch -ch changes. One time James Hetfield, he came into the gas station I worked at and he was like, give me fuel, give me five, cause I'm parked on number nine, dude. <laughs> True story. Wouldn't make something like that up. My name is Josh Kahn, I'm very into social justice. You guys wanna try something here. What do we want? No, 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 all you were wrong. The answer we were looking for is mushrooms. Okay, that's what we want, all right. What do we want? Mushrooms. When do we want them? Now. Time is an illusion. Okay, that was the correct answer. You guys need to get your uh, your act together here. I obviously I took the mushrooms earlier. Uh, that's my fault. I am sorry about that. I was driving the Bay Bridge to come over here, you guys. Don't you hate it when a guitar player tunes his instrument in front of you on stage? It's like, couldn't you have done that at home? It's kind of like when you see a policeman beating a woman in the middle of the street. You're like, couldn't you have done that at home? <laughs> what? I was driving the Bay Bridge to get over here and uh, I saw something kind of disturbing. I saw a guy sitting on the edge of the Bay Bridge. He had pulled over his car and there was like people trying to get out of their cars and be supportive of this guy. He was sitting with his feet over the edge of the Bay Bridge, hanging out over the ocean. I wanted to be supportive as well. So I just rolled down my window and I was like, let's go Oakland. <laughs> just because like, thank you for jumping off of the Bay Bridge and not the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge is so, at this point, it's so mainstream. Like, don't jump off of that. We want a documentary about our bridge, you know. You jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, it's like, you're not suicidal. You want, you want a nap in a hammock. That's what you want. They made the Richmond Bridge a footbridge, but they're not worried about anybody jumping off of the Richmond Bridge because Richmond is like the Oakland of Oakland. These suicide jokes are, like, not going over well with you guys. What's the deal? Do we all not want to kill ourselves? Come on. Comedian, every, all comedians want to kill themselves because since quarantine started, all comedians are closer to hanging themselves than they are to being Robin Williams. Am I right? He want you to laugh, guys. Loosen up. These are jokes. Robin would want you to laugh. I'm at the end of my rope with these suicide jokes. Stop doing them. Ho ho. <laughs> You're not going to catch me hanging around Mutiny Radio. Ho ho. He would want you to laugh. No, I love you guys. You guys are great for being here. I really appreciate you. My mom, okay, so let's play, let's play racial bingo here. Get your racial bingo cards out. What the hell kind of interracial train wreck had to happen 30-some odd years ago for this to be standing in front of you? I know, I know you're wondering, like, what, what are you, man? You're like a Mexitalian, what, uh, what are you, man? I am, uh, you're all wrong. I'm Korean and I'm Jewish. Boom! Mind blown. Totally blew your mind. My mom is this, like five-foot-tall Korean immigrant woman. I told her I was going to be doing comedy, and she was like, oh, no, Josh, why you do comedy? You're not funny. <laughs> and you're so ugly. Comedian have to be on TV. I think you mean you want podcasts. Everyone has podcasts. Your father has podcasts. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. For I forgive her. Sometimes she would beat me and my brother, but I think that's just because we were citizens and she was jealous. Does anybody know that song? Have you heard this song on the radio? It goes, um, I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to earth with you. Mm -mm. You know that song I'm talking about? I hate that song. Because you know who else was living his best life and didn't have time for us? My dad! <laughs> don't defend the guy. You don't know. You don't know. My, so my dad's family is Jewish. 
And I always get treated like a second-class Jew, you know, because I'm half Asian, like I'm a, like I'm a GED Jew. I'm a Jew, Jew 2.0, Jew 0.0, I don't know. But anyway, my Jewish grandma was always super racist to me. Like when I was little, she would tell me like, uh, if you misbehave, we're going to sew your foreskin back on. <laughs> That's a messed up thing to say to a seven-year-old at Hanukkah dinner. So I get her back now as an adult when I go over there for Hanukkah dinner. She puts out all the Jewish foods, right? She puts out like uh, gefilte fish and potato latkes, all the traditional Jewish bread. She puts out um, uh, challah bread. Do you guys know what challah bread is? That braided bread you see in the window of the Jewish bakery? Anyway, she puts out all the food. Everyone's eating around the Hanukkah table. Everyone's got a mouthful. Everyone's quiet. I'm the one to break the silence. Mm. Grandma, this meal is first rate. How much did the challah cost? Please enjoy this bacon-scented candle. <laughs> and I got you up three pounds of uncooked shrimp. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. So I've been with my girlfriend a long time. I've been with my girlfriend so long. How long? We, instead of meeting on, we didn't meet on Tinder. We met on Craigslist. Our encounters are still super casual. Instead of uh, Netflix and chill, we eat checks mix and pay bills. Super sexy, though. My girlfriend is so white. She got her 23andMe results back. It was just a blank sheet of white paper. I'm sorry. I made the, the financially responsible choice of dating a white girl. What can I say? Anyway, you guys want to hear some songs? I'll play some songs for you. All right, guys. This year, when you go to see... Baseball, whenever they let us back in to see baseball, these are the lyrics you're going to sing when it comes for the seventh inning stretch and everyone sings, take me out to the ball game. Here's what I want to hear you guys sing. Take me out to the protest. Push me onto the ground. Buy me some milk to wash out my eyes. I don't see police ID on these guys that are pushing me into a Chrysler. This Nazi state is a shame for it's one, two, thank you, three terms for Trump to play F up games. Will somebody stop that guy? That's my Uber Eats right there. <laughs> stop that guy. He really, he was very patriotic. Anyway, that's what I want you to sing when you go to, uh, to the baseball game. I'll play you one or two more songs that'll get out of your hair. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? What is it gonna be? Couldn't you have done that at home? So I saw this commercial the other day. Tell me if you guys have seen this commercial. It starts off, it's like it's showing you like really nice. It looks like it's either real estate or it's selling you furniture, maybe all these really nice homes. But the song that's under it is like an ACDC song. It's like If you're sick of all your roommates and your girlfriends on your case and you wanna get some time away but you don't wanna find a new place Pick up your phone, say leave me alone I got an app for that Tucson, Reno, Tahoe, let's go I found a two-room flat I Airbnb, I catch a flight, 
B&B, and I spend the night a B&B, and I drop a load B&B in the top of the commode. So if you see that song in a commercial, I did not get paid for it, and I'm very upset about that. I heard the Proud Boys got their name from a uh, an Al- from a song in Aladdin. What? Did you hear this? I looked it up. The Proud Boys. I'm not sure if it's like the stage player or if it's the movie, but they got their name from a song in Aladdin. I said that makes sense. You know, Disney songs are kind of like inherently racist, like a whole new world with no Jews. You know, <laughs> like all Disney songs are a little bit racist. You know, like well I just can't wait to be king of an Aryan nation. You know, all Disney songs. Did anybody else, when they were little, like, did you see the D in Walt Disney and think it looked like a G? Was I the only one that grew up watching Walt Disney movies? (laughs) Wah. Okay, so obviously I do song parodies. You've heard that. I'm going to play one more for you and get out of your hair. But So this is a song. I have a son. I have a son who's now 18, if you can believe that. Just uh, absorb the horror of that for a second, that I'm responsible for another human life. Just, first of all, just think of that. And it's a real, it's a real thing. When he was growing up, people would ask me, like, Josh, are you going to, like, are you going to let your kid smoke marijuana? You're a pretty avid marijuana smoker yourself. Are you going to let your kid smoke marijuana? I tell them the same thing I tell everybody. Like, I got to let my kid smoke marijuana. He's my dealer. (laughs) I'm not going to pay full price for dabs. You know what the clubs are charging? That's one of the pros of procreation. Discounts. Anyway, so me and my son, we decided we're going to open up a father-son business. We're going to open a vape store, right? A lot of money in vapes. But here's the catch. We're going to open a vape store, but it's only going to sell to children. We're going to call the vape store Statutory Vape. (laughs) All of our customers want to shop there. I don't know why we're making a uh, federal case out of this. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but I was really glad to have a boy. Like, I just, like, no, no, nothing down on you if you have a girl, but I was really glad to have a boy because it's simple. Like, when the sex talk time comes, I'm just like, wear a condom or I'll kill you. It's easy. I couldn't imagine the conversation that you would have to have with your daughter. Uh, That's a place of vulnerability that I, as a person, am not able to get to. So I decided to write this song. It's about a gentleman who has a daughter and is scared about what happens when she gets to be in high school. On the day you were born, I knew we were screwed. I never wanted a girl, baby, cause I knew when you reached high school. Boys would call you up, try to finger few in my home. And I'd have to tell you, honey, that I got Brad on the phone. Brad on the phone. Brad. Brad. I got Brad on the phone. I cut a thousand farts before I made you. I flushed a thousand more babies down the toilet on dirty tissues. Maybe one day you'll have a baby, and on that day you'll change your tone. And I'll get to tell you so, honey, when you have a, a lad of your own. Lad of your own. Lad. Lad, have a lad of your own. But you and Brad, you grew up. You had a couple of kids. 
Still nowadays you come over to stay when your marriage life is on the skids. I knock outside your bedroom, say, honey, I got Brad on the phone. You better take his call, baby. You're going to end up sad and alone. Sad and alone. Sad. I got Brad. Please take the call from Brad. Brad on the phone. I'm Josh Conn. This is Pam Benjamin. Give her some money. Have a good night and stay safe. Josh Kahn, everyone. Heck yeah. Oh my goodness. Song parodies. I'm like, why do you do comedy? You're talented. You can play a guitar. <laughs> That's amazing. You have real talent. What are you doing talking into a microphone when you can sing and play something at the same time? Dear Lord. Your next comedian. What a talented, wonderful man he is. He's uh he's a He's all over the bay. I mean, things have been crazy since COVID, but he's like on the punchline and the cobs and all the places. And you're, it, we all are so blessed to have him here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Vishal Call! Yay! <laughs> if you need a fresh con, well, that's my con. If you want a fresh con, just get one of those over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. How's that? How's that? Can you guys uh, hear me through this? You guys can hear me? Awesome. Uh, one more time for Josh, actually. That was so much fun, Josh. Where'd he go? Yeah, it was super fun, man. Maybe at the end, if we have time, we could, like, riff over something. That could be f yeah, that could be fun. Uh, hey, how's it going, guys? My name is uh, Vishal Kalyanasundaram. Super long Indian last name, right? Like, uh, somebody told me that, like, last names were used to, like, traditionally denote, like, what you did and stuff, right? And I was like, whoa, my last name was traditionally used to annoy white people. So that makes sense. <laughs> but it's interesting, you know, like, uh, it's a weird time, right? Like, we're all thinking a lot about race and stuff, presumably, right? Like, make some noise if you've been to, like, a protest recently. Yeah, awesome, like, you've been to a protest. Yeah, I went to a protest myself, uh, a George Floyd Black Lives Matter protest, and it was beautiful, man. Like, you know, as a minority, my heart went out because I was like, if I had been born in a different situation, you know, this could be me. They could be doing this for me, right? And then they got to the part where they started chanting all the names of all the dead people, and I was like, oh, they cannot do this for me. <laughs> Nobody's rallying for Kalyana Sundaram. <laughs> if I died of police brutality, I cannot be the poster child. Because that rally would be so shitty, too. <laughs> They'd be like, say his name. No. <laughs> Say his name. How? <laughs> Say his name. I think we got to kill a different guy. <laughs> no, that'd be bad. Uh, do you guys want to talk more about race stuff, or do you guys want to talk about dating? I don't know. What are you guys in the mood for? I was going to say effing, but this is a clean show, so... Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. You guys been dating and stuff during COVID? Yeah, things are getting a little bit better, right? Yeah, make some noise if you are. One sad guy, and we'll admit it. That's fine. No, my dating life's been going pretty good. I'm pretty proud about something, actually. I'm 25, and I recently hooked up with a 42-year-old woman. Thank you, yeah. And if you didn't uh, applaud for that, you didn't grow up on milk porn, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, my favorite thing about hooking up with a 42-year-old a as a 25-year-old is uh, telling people I hooked up with a 42-year-old. 
I love the reaction that I get. But also, it's a little scary, right? Because I'm like, whoa, I'm doing it for the shock value. But, like, well, I need to keep hooking up with, like, older and older people just to get that same reaction. Like, in a month, I bring some chick around, and my friends are like, oh, how'd you meet? Bar club? I'm like, mm, nursing home. <laughs> Bingo night! <laughs> she just looks so good in her adult diaper. Mwah! No. My friends are like, we're doing jello shots. I'm like, oh, that's what she had for breakfast this morning, jello. <laughs> that's all Maud is going to have, jello. <laughs> but it's annoying. You know, I like dating older women, but I get a lot of crap for dating older women, like from my roommates and stuff. They're like, oh, it's so weird that you do that. That's not weird, okay? Guys, you know what is weird is guys who only date younger women, right? Like guys who only date 18-year-olds. We can get it behind this, right? Right, because a guy dating 18-year-old is just kind of going like, if I could date him younger, I would. <laughs> but it's illegal for, I'm just saying, you know it's true. <laughs> Any guy dating an 18 year old definitely knows her birthday. <laughs> and he put it in his Google calendar like it's Creeper Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying, give me all the crap you want for dating older women, but it's never gonna get me canceled, okay? Like you are never gonna see me go all, all like Chris D'Elia in the news, like notable comedian. Vishal Cow, dates woman, well above the legal limit. <laughs> Be like, cool, they said I was notable. <laughs> and you know what, I'm gonna take a stand, dude. I hate to use this word. I'm not gonna, okay, guys who, I, I'm gonna say, guys who only date younger women are kind of wussies, right? Cause like, you need more training to date older people, right? It's like in a video game. If you wanna be taken on a level 40, you better be crushing some level 25s. Right? Like, I'm on the final boss. R my roommates are on level one, dude. I mean, Bowser pussy. My, my roommates are still eating out those Goombas or whatever. Sorry I said that word, but I know it's an outdoor show. But, um, no, I was, I was seeing this chick for a while, but, I, you know, not to make this sad, but she left town, and so I was very sad about it, genuinely, and so I was really excited to be able to go talk to my therapist about it, and then, um, he emails me the day before my appointment, this is true, he emails me and is like, hey, I'm gonna be out for the next two months, uh, I'm getting open heart surgery. Yeah, I was pissed off. I was like, your heart's broken, my heart's broken. What about me? So I went to go talk to my parents about it, but they're Indian and stuff, and so I can't talk to them about relationships and dating, but like, they'll pick up on it. Like, I told my mom, I was like, hey, uh, I'm sad because my friend left town and she goes okay and takes a beat and then out of nowhere she goes hey just want to remind you it would be great if you could marry an indian girl <laughs> was your friend that left town indian and a girl just checking i did not have the heart to tell her uh it was a 42 year old jew <laughs> can you say jew in today's day i feel like i hit the j really hard but i didn't <laughs> No, I didn't mean it in a bad way. Um, but yeah, it's okay. She was not Palestinian, but <laughs> I can change it. Um, no, it sucks breaking up with women, though, right? Because like, I feel like, like, what ladies, like, you always end up winning in breakups, right? Like, I remember I broke up with this chick. Two weeks later, I texted her. I was like, "Hey, how you doing after this breakup?" And she was like, "Oh, I'm pretty good. I just met a bunch of rich dudes, and I went to Burning Man at <laughs> the time of my life, which I assume meant." She got boned by a bunch of rich dudes at Burning Man, but 
she was texting me back. She's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, well, definitely just lost this breakup. That's all I did. Um, yeah, how much more time do I have? Okay, I'm so sorry. I, I thought, I didn't know what the rules were. Um, I wanted to riff with Josh for a second, but I know he's... He's across the street. Um, let's talk about some other stuff. I don't know. My parents are pretty good. Uh, my parents have been making them more progressive over the years, which is nice. Like, I remember they used to be, they're conservative Indians. They used to be against gay marriage. I spent years trying to convince them to, like, be for it. Uh, finally, I talked to my dad a few months ago. I'm like, hey, how do you feel about gay marriage? He's like, oh, I'm for it. And I'm like, great, what changed your mind? Like, hoping he would say, like, it was me and stuff. And he goes, well, I just watched a lot of Modern Family. <laughs> So if you ever feel like making your parents more progressive about stuff, try financing a sitcom. <laughs> if we want to put black trans lives on the map, you know what we need? Move over modern family. We need moderner family starring Laverne Cox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I'm getting older, though. It's cool. Like, uh, I'm 25. My relationship with my parents is changing. Like, um... Uh, weird things are happening, like my parents will ask me for money, but the fuck, the messed up thing is, my, my mom will ask me for money and then tell me to do stuff after, you can't do that, like there's no scene in The Godfather that's like, yo Godfather, can I borrow a hundred grand, and then after that, make sure you apply for an MBA, and call your sister, that's a new one, that's fine, uh, I don't know, I, I, I realize I say a lot of vain stuff, I think I'm a vain person, you know, I was talking to my like, I, I, I don't get the phrase, like, you know, once you go black, you never go back. I don't understand that phrase, you know? Like, I feel like that you put too much credit on other people. I'm glad there's not that phrase for Indian people, you know? Because if a chick told me she thought I was good at banging, I'd be like, yeah, baby, because uh, once you go Vishal, fuck them all. That's what I say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'd be like, other Indian dudes got tiny schlongs, dude. I'm the only one that can bang. I told this to my African-American friend. He didn't like it. He's like, dude, you can't be bringing your ego into the minority movement. And he's like – and I'm like, well, I, f I don't feel like I have that with, like, Indian guys, you know, because we're, we're hella competitive and stuff, you know? It's like when Hassan Minaj got his show canceled, I was like, great, I'm available. <laughs> when, uh, when Aziz Ansari almost got canceled, I was like, sick, that article I wrote worked. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm trying to be more – more woke and stuff. It's a tough time. We're all trying to be more woke, you know, but it's hard, man. Um, I try to relate to other minorities, and it's very tough because I feel like I relate to white people too much. It's not good. I don't know. Every time I relate to a minority, the whites pull me back in. Like, I don't know, I go to a protest, right? And I'm like, oh, minorities, we're in this together. You know, the struggle is real. And then I, I go to a yoga studio, and I'm like, white people know me better than me. <laughs> right? It's crazy. I eat chicken tikka masala, what I thought was the food of my people, right? And then I find out it was made by the British. And then for a second, my dumb brain goes like, maybe colonialism, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe take over again and we get chicken tikka masala too, too fast, too curious. <laughs> Starring Vindaloo Diesel. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's tough, it's tough trying to be woke, man. I'm trying to be more woke. Here's the thing, like, I can't wait until our, this might be a risky joke, I don't know if I could say, this uh, This joke has swearing in it, can I do this? Okay, will you guys not tell? Like, the commission or whatever? Okay, I'm trying to be more woke, it is tough. Here's the thing, I can't wait until our technology gets woke, genuinely. Like, give me 
awoke Alexa, you know? So I don't got to think about being woke anymore. So I'm just like, hey, Alexa, play Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. Alexa's just like, why don't you remember the time he touched those kids? Ooh. Or like, hey, Google, play The Cosby Show. Playing Dateline. Ah. <laughs> Teaching moment, just like Bill Cosby would have wanted. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. Um... I feel like I'm doing. I, I did pretty good. Uh, Josh, you want to like? Uh, can we like play like a blues riff for a hot second and then like freestyle over it? Would that be fun? Yeah, we'll do it for like a minute and then I'll get off stage. Thanks, Pam. Oh, I've been up here forever. Yeah. 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 Uh 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 uh. Give me a topic, somebody. My name is Vishal. Women's college. I once knew a girl. She made my world. She went to Mills College. That was a real place. That's a women's college. That was a place. And guess what her race was? She was white. She was white. <laughs> I wasn't that good at this. I should have planned ahead before I volunteered to do something I wasn't good at. Let's, can you, uh, can we land this plane, dude? <laughs> hey, one more time for Josh Kahn, everybody. One more time for Pam. Thank you guys so much. Michelle Cole, yay! He hasn't ever felt the blues because he went to Berkeley. So that's <laughs> how that works. That's <laughs> when I went to college, oh, my parents paid for it all. <laughs> and I learned that I could do anything I wanted. Because my name was Michelle Cole, yeah! I'm 25, I've never felt pain. <laughs> Oh, I'm 25 years old. <laughs> He's a funny comedian, but he won't be the same unless he actually lives in his car at some point. You have to live in your car to be a real comedian. Burn it in here, in here, in here, in here. Live in your car uh, or your van or whatever. Yeah, hard to live these days. Cool. Yay, you're all still here. That's really exciting. I'm super excited for your next comedian. She is one of my favorite people in the Bay Area comedy scene. She used to run a show up at the saloon. I don't even know if the saloon still exists anymore. Uh, but she's still alive, and that makes me happy. Put your hands together, everybody, and clap them in a wild, slappy-like motion for Tracy Wynn. Yay! Yay! There's microphone, new condoms in there for you. Keeping the condoms fresh and safe here. <laughs> you just put it over the top and yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I learned how to do this in middle school, okay? <laughs> this right here. Uh, so I recently had a birthday. I turned 33. I'm 33 and still on this street corner, <laughs> yes. Recently also went through a breakup of five and a half years. Um, that's over a decade. Uh, 
sorry, that's over half a decade. It felt like uh, two full decades, to be honest. Um, I got to the point where um, I was involuntarily celibate in my relationship for the whole relationship almost. I was doing intermittent sex fasting in the relationship. And I know Pam doesn't want to talk about, she doesn't, you don't want me to use the F word. Listen, I, I, I'm on the market again, and I'm a recruiter for work, so I'm treating it kind of like I'm building the pipeline right now. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drilling for oil, and I'm also just, you know, trying to have fun. Uh, and I'm on batch three right now. Batch one and two didn't work out. Um, batch three, um, okay, well, let's talk about batch one. Batch one was nuts. Batch one was, I was rebounding hard, and I was not using protection. I know. And, um, you know, I'm okay, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I'm not seeing him anymore, and I am using protection now. But like, why did I have to wait till a pandemic to have a hot girl summer, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why did I wait and like, why did I not get laid in my most fertile years? Like, why did I just wait? Why did I wait? I don't know, because um, I was, <laughs> but yeah, so I was basically living in a convent of my own mind for the last five and a half years, just like trying to convince myself this man who, he fed me, he fed me. He, and he didn't, and he, you know what? He didn't even feed just my head. He fed my stomach. Um, as well, so that's really sweet. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, I thought we were gonna have kids, even though like we would never do the act of making a child. <laughs> but I thought we were gonna have kids, you know. And um, now I'm I'm doing a lot of prescriptions. I'm on a lot of prescriptions right now, and uh, <laughs> it's fun, you guys. It's really fun. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, meeting people and it's like the first time every time. And uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna mention what kind of prescriptions, but y'all can guess. Um, y'all can really guess. It was hot in the 90s. Um, and, and now it's having a comeback. Um, do, can, I get, can I get some guesses? once though and it was it got I couldn't take it <laughs> yeah I cried too much I wanted to hug everybody in my co-op so anyways I moved out of my shared uh, living situation with my ex and um, now I'm living with a woman as well yes I know I miss living with a fucking conscientious woman I'm sorry I said that word I get another one and that's it, right? Okay, I gotta save it up then. <laughs> I gotta save the juice up. Okay, back to the dating batches. Okay, so batch one didn't work out. Clearly, that was like a mistake on my part. And um, guy from batch one did get me a massage gun for my birthday recently, even though we are not seeing each other. It's a gun that just releases tension in your back. 
and everybody in the police force needs one, all right? <laughs> everybody who owns a gun needs a massage gun because that is a tense person. <laughs> and um, I don't know where I'm going with this, to be honest. I wanted to tell you about all the men I'm seeing. Okay, I'll continue. Batch two, um, I started seeing a guy that I will only, I call him Gemini Daddy, because <laughs> um, he is a dad. And uh, he's got two kids who don't live here with him. They're with his ex. And um, I don't know if it's a love connection, but I did soil his sheets, and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> I soiled his sheets, and I haven't seen him since. And if anyone knows a guy who is a Gemini with two kids, let me know, because he's <laughs> not answering my calls. <laughs> uh, Anyway, um, I, you know, I had forgotten for over a decade that I was a squirter. <laughs> Y'all, I had forgotten. Like, I did it in college, and I just never did it again, and now I, you know. But um, I'm also realizing that I'm into BDSM. I'm into the B part. The other stuff I'm like kind of not even dipping my toes in yet. Um, but I'm glad that I waited this long to get into kink. Like I didn't think that I'd be a long time San Francisco resident and not be into kink. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I've lived here for like nine years. I know. I know. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm going through puberty. I'm going through puberty. I'm going through SF puberty right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, okay, in about 10 seconds, I'm going to do a song for you, and, um, I'm almost, like, loving performing with the mask, like, I don't really want to show my face right now, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I am so, you know, this is my first outdoor show in, like, seven months, and I only did, like, two or three Zoom shows uh, leading up to this. That's the massage gun. Hello, hello. This is Mutiny Radio, broadcasting live from the Mission District of San Francisco, California. And it is time to ride the morning train.
The music of Max Roach begins today's journey on the morning train. That is the title selection to the album Survivors, recorded in 1984 with a string quartet. Max Roach here credited on multiple percussion set. The album Survivors. Next up, Frank Lowe. Thank you. 
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. That was Curtis Mayfield talking about hard times, a re-recording of that selection written for the album There's No Place Like America Today in 1975. That was re-recorded for inclusion on the compilation named Of All Time, which was released in 1990, Curtis Mayfield. Before that, on tenor saxophone, Frank Lowe from the album named Decision in Paradise 
Frank Lowe there with Don Cherry, pocket trumpet, Grachon Moncour III on trombone, Jerry Allen piano, Charnette Moffat bass, and Charles Moffat on drums. The song was You Dig, Frank Lowe. Let's continue now with another selection from a CD I shared with you a few weeks ago by Da Cruz. Vestida de amor, 
sun to 